0: As Australia battles its own COVID-19 outbreak through strict sanctions and shutdowns, the economy has taken a battering. The government has released massive financial packages for those who have been affected badly, whether it be loss of income or protecting landlords or protecting tenants. A big question, though, that is gaining momentum in the country is, what are you doing for international students? Australia generates close to $35 billion annually from these residents. They also fulfill major casual positions in the country and keep the society ticking in the background. However, when the government was asked to look into the plight of overseas students or whether they had any messages for them, this is what they had to say. Number one, use your personal funds to look after yourself. Number two, access your superannuation. Number three, seek mental health support from your educational provider. And number four, go back home. I'm joined by Mr. Devendra Singh, who's the international officer for the Council of Australian Postgraduate Associations, CAPA in short, and representing 450,000 students across the country. Let's speak to him and get an idea of the ground reality. Devendra, welcome.
1: Thank you, Manoj. Um, I'm really happy to speak on the behalf of all the postgraduate students. Your podcast and through your podcast to all the people who are listening to us today.
0: Fantastic. Devendra, before we get into it, can you quickly educate us as to what Kappa is and what is your role in Kappa?
1: So, Kappa is the national peak body for all the postgraduate students across Australia. We represent closer to 450,000 students across various universities. Uh, this is an affiliate-based model, model, so uh, the university-based associations are part of Kappa We do the advocacy on federal level, whereas the university-based associations do the same on the university level or maybe take part in the state-level campaigns.
0: Right. And how does uh, care for international students fall into your remit?
1: So, yeah. Um, because I am myself an international student, I I, I I was really interested into getting into the things which are somewhere affecting international students. And it's like Australia is a huge market for international students today. And there are obviously issues when there's some a huge market for the same particular demand. So I wanted to do something for the international students being from an international background I uh, have already been experienced into that particular sectors. I really got an opportunity within, within the first year of landing in Australia and thoroughly I progressed to the national level, which I got, I think, in 2019, December. And from there on, I'm uh, lobbying and advocating for the rights and um, uh, sort of working for the issues of international students on national level.
0: That's great stuff. Good on you. Um, I noticed on your Twitter handle for one of the posts, you were saying um, you, you normally do get concerns raised by international students, but in the current scenario, it's been um, a lot. Can you go into some detail of the kind of um, issues that students are raising with you uh, in the current pandemic period?
1: Yeah, this is like this is uh, a serious concern as of now because I am getting calls, messages, emails on daily basis and not, it's 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 not just one call or two calls. it's like you know multiple number of calls and most of the people at the moment are somewhere scared about um, they're cutting off shifts so they are losing of jobs and then obviously there are students who came here on their own funds uh, to study here but then obviously everyone has their own expenses they have their own ways of dealing with the financial things and people generally have this sort of thought process they, that they will land in Australia and they can get a job and they can sort of at least get through their, you know, day-to-day expenses. Um, Once that day-to-day expenses gets out of hand, then it becomes a major issue for the students. And those day-to-day expenses includes their rent, their utilities, every other sort of bill they are paying. So, obviously, their fee or academic fee, what you call in general, general terms, can be sponsored by their parents or whosoever is their guardian back from their country. But when it um, comes to their day-to-day expenses, it's obviously coming out from their jobs. And if they have lost the jobs, that means they have lost their accommodation. That means they have lost their food and normal day-to-day, you know, things they were following since they arrived in Australia. Um Majority of the issues at the moment are somewhere connected to accommodation, food, but then there are also issues which are connected to transitioning of on-campus learning to the online learning environment. Um, Students generally feel that uh, whatever they were promised is not delivered by the university. I totally agree that, you know, this is once in a century kind of situation when something of this sort hits up and Uh, university won't be able to deliver the same kind of learning but in the same scenario this is also once in a kind of situation that university have to take these issues in their um in their working and they should sort of you know compensate these kind of in uh, these kind of happenings within their university environment if they can sort of compensate compensate in any form it's never be you know never um it's never need to be a financial compensation there are other ways in which university can compensate those kinds of students and there are like heaps and heaps of people who have lost jobs i i can literally list down number of people who are still struggling with the number of things people generally don't come out and speak in public um because of i mean they, they because every international student has a different sort of upbringing as per their own own country norms and we totally respect that so there are you know students who are facing the issues but they generally don't come out in public and speak that okay fine we are struggling or we are facing homelessness or we are facing insecurity with the food or we are we haven't eaten anything from last few days so th- that's kind of issues i'm facing and it's it's not like one or two it's like a lot of them I'm 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 like okay. really worried about the current situation of international students here
0: Are the are the majority of the concerns coming coming from first year students or students who've been there for perhaps a year or two the so, continuing students
1: Uh there's obviously a differentiation in the type of concerns raised So first year ones are obviously raising issues such as they are worried about their transitioning to the online studies because they never expected something of this sort to happen. Uh, When it comes to the people who are already here from last one year or last two years, or maybe the PhD students who are here since long, they are generally concerned about their sort of food habits or accommodation. So obviously there's a differentiation, but um, I mean, depending on the country wise demographics um the south Asians are more concerned about uh, their accommodation uh, out of the south Asians the people who are in the first year are more concerned about um whether they are gonna you know successfully complete their course or not cause obviously this this is a sort of stigma in our minds that okay this is our first semester we are landing in such a situation how we we, we will be able to deal with this situation in, in future
0: yeah, it's a terribly anxious time for them because they've just landed. Uh, I believe the first semester would have started uh, the end of February, right? And that's uh, maybe well, perhaps a week later the sanctions came down. So it's their first impression of being in a crisis. Um, the city shutting down. Um, the education suspended. So it's been a, a quite a nerve wracking time with them. From your experience, did you? Uh, did they help what, um, Did the help come on time to the international students in terms of messages, in terms of counseling, in terms of support? or do you think it took a long time before somebody started addressing their concerns?
1: I Manoj, it obviously took a long time because um, it's not about the start of the semester because, you know, um, if you remember the days last days of February, there were some some universities who have sort of extended their orientations, uh, just keeping in view that they, there is something of this sort going around the world, not in Australia. And they might be able to resume everything normally from the mid of March or end of March. So obviously, students were somewhere stressed at that point because... Um, they were listening to this news around the world and then when the sort of I'm I'm not still in the favor of that the real help has arrived because the financial hardship packages which has been released in the last weeks I mean most of the universities have released them in the last weeks a few of them have released in them a week prior to that Um, they are still some sort of, you know, issues with those hardship packages. So it's like uh, there's no foolproof solution as of now. Plus, obviously, it has arrived late. So it has created a lot of, you know, negative publicity around the world, not not just in the, uh, you know, um, among the international students who are currently in Australia, but there are people who were, looking at Australia for their future studies or there were people who are currently doing undergraduate graduation around the world looking for their postgraduate degrees in Australia but now they are looking at okay fine Australia has somewhere disowned them so uh, they have started looking on other options considering Canada giving you know multiple benefits to the international students considering UK having the same level of universities and same ranking of universities So obviously now they have become open to more type of universities, to different other countries and they are somewhere less uh, connected to Australia after looking at the situation that happened post this isolation period that has been
0: announced. So you feel the Education Australia brand has been negatively affected, basically.
1: Yes. um, I generally feel like I'm connected with um, multiple agents back in the country, back in India, back in Sri Lanka, back in uh, Nepal and Bhutan. And the factor which I have seen uh, most recently is they are obviously publicizing, and it's their work that uh, they can sort of, you know, um, benefit the Australian education industry, and they can obviously take benefit out of the same as well. Uh, But when it comes to social media when it comes to news and you know um uh, the the negative news around the world so whatever is said take an example of our, our prime minister who said a statement for the international students and that goes on rolling around the world even after a clarification was given up like after a night but um, the negative spreads faster than the positive news so what I felt like the Education Australia brand has somewhere diminished in value. It has somewhere negatively impacted the brains of people around the world. And this can be, uh, I'd say, sort of not so good for the future of education in Australia. Because now people are open to more opportunities and now people are looking at the better options. And when like um, this has been released two weeks back, the the Education in Canada has uh, been more lucrative to the to the international students, and um, Canada as a country has introduced a number of different norms and different different benefit packages for the international students. So obviously, if anyone is coming here, he will be comparing what how the things have been responded back when there was you know a bad time coming on the country itself. So that obviously mm-hmm. affects the um, future to come in. Regarding this international education for Australia.
0: Sure. Looking at the situation from the shoes of the government, um, do you think they're correct in a way, technically speaking? Meaning, um, you know, students are expected to have their first year of living expenses covered.
1: I totally and agree that- with you, Manoj it's It's just like, you know, if you speak technically, Government is absolutely correct on these terms that obviously they have their own citizens to serve first and then it comes to uh, the residents and then it comes to the international students or temporary residents. Uh, What I am not agreeing upon is like, see, that's the same situation happening with other countries as well. If other countries can do so, Australia being one of the top three priorities for international students can easily sort of, you know, put those plans in place even before those other countries so if you name other countries new zealand was uh, the best example we share a lot of things in common still they were able to introduce benefits for their temporary residents canada being the best example there are Can some, you give union-
0: us some sorry example of what new zealand might have um, might have implemented for international students sorry to interrupt you there
1: uh, so water plans have been whatever benefit packages have been introduced here in australia before that new zealand has already introduced such benefit packages for the uh, sort of you know upcoming international students it just last 3 weeks when universities in has have in australia have started introducing such kind of packages which can benefit the people who are coming for their you know july intake of 2020 or maybe further intakes in the year 2020 the same has been introduced weeks prior in new zealand the same from the government has been introduced weeks prior in canada so it's you know it's something which i feel like australia today stands just after us and uk and if they have seen this thing and they they can you know if other countries other smaller countries can do so Australia can easily replicate those things. There's no no second po- uh, point in that.
0: Right. Um, you touched upon this point earlier, and I just want to touch that again. Um, as you know, recently the federal education minister uh, delivered an education relief package, which which includes funding for new short courses for the unemployed, a guaranteed $18 billion for domestic students, regardless of enrollment numbers, and an additional $100 million in regulatory relief for educational providers. Um, Many commentators across the media, across social media, um, they're saying that it's more focused on domestic students and not the international students. Are they perhaps right or is there something in there for overseas students that many of us may have missed?
1: So I do have two thoughts in that. First one is like obviously what they have introduced is more domestically focused. Mm -hmm. And I think that's the top priority for any country. Um, economically, they are looking at the future. Education-wise, they are looking at the future. Financially, they are looking at the future. And obviously, the future remains to the citizens of their own country. But when it comes to a particular industry which is thriving from last 30 years and which is giving or, you know, you from which you are reaping a lot of benefits, including those financial Uh, benefits which are more than 38 billion dollars in the last term itself so i generally feel like you know there should be something for the international students as well um coming to that particular statement that dan gave um he focused on the domestic students first and thereafter i believe that there will be more announcements to be followed uh, focused on the international students because obviously things happen in a gradual manner things there are things which take time and obviously this statement even came after a few weeks of discussions with the uh, different stakeholders of the education so it's not just like you know things will happen in a clap or things will happen in just a second mm-hmm. uh, they will obviously take time but i'm still hopeful for some announcements coming out from the education department targeted or, you know, focused on the international
0: students. Great. And from your experience um, or what you're seeing, um, how do you think Australian universities are managing uh, this problem? Um, Do you see them being very proactive and perhaps being less reliant on government and their messages and and maybe they're releasing and rolling out their own uh, packages for students?
1: I think... um There are, like, you know, I've seen different types of universities, so I'm about to release one, uh, again, a a list of financial packages issued by the universities. Uh, There are still some universities who haven't issued any financial packages, and there are universities who have issued their financial packages way before everything else was, you know, becoming normalcy. So, like, obviously, in the last one week, every other university has issued financial packages. But before that, there were only a few which you can count on your fingers. So I won't comment on this thing that how the universities are responding because everyone has their own set of international students and everyone has their own set of income coming from international students. Uh, what I am looking at current, like what I'm looking at currently is like university has, like universities altogether have responded well and uh, well enough to be compared to any other university in any other country and the quick decision of taking everything online and making things work easier for taking those, like taking the courses online has been a commendable effort. And I I really commend all the universities on that particular effort because it's not easy to bring everything online within two weeks or within three weeks of something hitting upon the entire country. And, when it comes to financial help or maybe well-being or health and wellness of the students, uh, universities are generally directing the students to their so-called, you know, um, the plans of the governments where government is announcing the, the funding for the domestic students or the people with youth allowance or people with some sort of financial benefit already in place with the government. So international students are not getting anything in general. But after releasing of this financial package wherein the universities are giving somewhere between $500 to somewhere between um, $7,500 as a financial relief to the people who are really affected and who can show that they really need that particular kind of funding to continue their studies, that can directly go towards their food or towards their accommodation depending on how or where they need that sort of funding. I'm still fearful of the factor that um, there are students who still feel that they haven't been given, you know, direct sort of benefit when it comes to their courses being transitioned online. So the fees charged from them should be also the fees equivalent, which is charged online. So this is one factor, which is sort of, you know, majority, obviously, which is in the majority of the cases at the moment. Even after releasing of this financial package thing, I'm still getting know sort of uh, messages and calls on this regard that if the universities can turn up and if they can sort of you know charge the students the fees which they charge the online students that will be I think enough relief for the students because that's that's a huge amount of fees actually in between that sector
0: that's a good point actually and it, I think it's something the university should consider because if you have reduced fees at least for their first semester of online study and that and the remaining could be given back to the student that would be a huge relief for the student i feel and it's not yeah. it's not it's not a plan that you have to uh, employ every year it's just for the current situation special gesture i think that would be great um devendra i've got some um, rapid fire questions for you so I, w- I want to take the position of an international student and i'm going through all kinds of problems and i want to ask you those questions uh, would you be able to point me in the right direction
1: yeah, sure. Like I'll be I'll be there as international student, not as representative, right?
0: Right. <laughs> so let's say, um, hey Devinj, I lost my job. What do I do?
1: Well, in the meantime, I will say start looking up for the skills or courses you can carry upon. Uh don't focus on the job at the moment because obviously the jo- jo- the job market is tight and there are people who are being, who have been laid off so they will be also struggling with the same level of job you are trying to so just try improving on your skills so as soon as the you know things come to normal as soon as the pandemic gets over you are in a better position than anyone else to go for
0: any kind of job dear Devendra I've had enough of this I just want to go back home but how can I go there are no flights
1: Uh, Well, this is something which even the government can't answer at the moment. So I'll just say, um, wait, keep yourself inside and don't worry. See, every government has their own embassies in place, their own people working for their own citizens. So there will be someone contacting you. or If you have registered with your embassy, that's good. If you haven't, please register with your embassy. So that will make them aware that you are here in this situation and they can contact you whenever things improve or whenever there is a situation wherein they can bring you back to your home country.
0: Devins, I've lost my job and um, I can't pay my rent anymore and my landlord has said you um, you can you, that you can leave. Um, I just don't know where to go. I can't go stay with some of my friends either. What do I do?
1: So if that's... Um Um, that that is obviously legal framework for me to answer but again it's like if that particular rental agreement is totally formal then you can probably tell them that the evictions are banned and they have to sort of um, agree to your thoughts and they have to obey obey what the government says Uh, but in case if you know if you are sort of fearful that um, you have lost your accommodation or if there's no place or if there's no place of argument with the landlord himself then probably you can um, get in touch with various community organizations which are really working hard to provide accommodation and food to all the people who have either been you know um, in an isolated situation or who have been out of their homes or who can't get through accommodation also if you can try and manage to get a place with your friends that will be good that will be bring the burden on the community organizations less and um, yeah i mean um, obviously if there's someone who can who is really feeling hard with going through this accommodation problem they can obviously get in touch with me or with the people sitting in other organizations or if he is a probable student at any of the universities they can get in touch with the university associations because they have their list of community organizations which are working towards this scenario
0: devendra how do i get in touch with you i've
1: got lots of problems um, um, my profile is obviously publicly available you can get in touch with me on Kappa's website or Facebook with uh, facebook.com slash Devinder Singh official on Twitter at me Devinder Singh on LinkedIn on my mobile number you can get in touch with me on numerous numerous channels just google it with Devinder Singh Kappa you will get my profile there.
0: Devins, I've got pressure from home I've got pressure here I've got pressure from society I've got pressure from the university i just feel i'm deeply depressed right now i can't handle it anymore mentally what do i do
1: well this is something um there's a like you know every university or every association has their counselors in place so i would recommend please to get in touch with them i can just give you this one little suggestion just get in touch with them everything else which falls upon you they will is they will be very you know very very they will be easily able to handle any sort of situation and coming from the pressures from your families from your friends see everything happens for a reason if there is a pressure that might make you more um sort of capable of handling pressures you might be able to learn something new you might be able to if, if you are in you know isolated you might be able to gain some new skills during that isolation period so who knows what the what the future is. Just be, remain positive and get in touch with your counselor if you are facing any sort of issues. Do, don't put this as a stigma that you are suffering from mental health or, you know, kind of relevant issues, which I think, Manoj, you will totally agree that the students generally keep it as a stigma that um, they are facing an issue and they can't go out in public and tell their counselors. All the things are kept confidential so you can obviously speak your with your counselor or with your university people. Uh, to know the ways to get out from such situations
0: I, I've already paid my fees and, and I want that money back and I just want to go home what is the refund process?
1: If they are first time in Australia or they are continuing students the legal framework is same for everyone so if they have sort of withdrawn, withdrawn from the course before the census date they can obviously get the refund but, but because the census date has already passed so there's no such rules in place at the moment which can help them to get their fees refunded. What that they can do if they are if they're not able to continue their studies or if they are not able to um, sort of cope up with the situation, what they can do at best is they can tell the university that this is their reason because of which they are not able to continue their studies. And I'm pretty sure that universities may, will make efforts. It's sort of eradicating those reasons so that the students can easily go through, go with the studies or go with whatever things they want
0: to do or,
1: you know, continue their life in Australia.
0: Can I go back home and then come back later and restart the course? Is that possible? Well, I'm not
1: sure how the universities are responding on this factor, but obviously they are giving an option of studying from remote locations, which means you can still study from your home environment, although they are considerate about the connections or there are some countries which don't allow a high-speed internet connection or there are some countries which don't allow the access to internet at all. So, I mean, these are the issues which the universities are conveying that if there are no such issues, students can obviously – study remotely, but then again to go back to their home countries, they will need the flights to operate in time which they won't be operating for I don't think um, for the next month or maybe more than a month, month they won't be operating any such flights out
0: from Australia. Um, quickly, there, Andrew, um what is your final message to the students, to the government, to the institutions, to the parents and to the general public?
1: Um, my final message to the students is like, be at your places, learn something new. If you are international students, you are obviously here to learn something new. But in the meantime, when you're not going to the universities, you are saving a lot of time, the traveling time, the, the time to visit the university campus. And you can obviously utilize that time towards whatever you are learning or towards gaining some other skills. I'm myself learning a few different courses in economics, a few different courses in cryptography, And, you know, these are totally out of my educational background. So I had an educational background in IT, but I'm learning economics. I'm learning yoga. I'm learning um, meditation. So there are a lot of different things which you can learn. And to the government, I would say, please be considerate of international students because they are sort of inseparable part of the society today. And obviously for Australia, which has been sort of, you know, where, where everyone has been there from some other country or has shared a different nationality some time back or a different, you know, culture, ethnical well, background or any sort of, you know, the, whatever their background is, they do share it with two or different three different countries or religions. So I would say that um, just be considerate of international students in Australia because they are the future and they can sort of, you know, take the education industry in Australia either to the peaks or to the bottom, depending on how you respond today. And to the public, I would say that um, obviously I'm receiving a lot of uh, these kind of messages that um, people are helping each other, which is quite good. I would say that please continue the things, please continue the community support, please continue the things um, every community organization is doing across Australia be it the people from India, be it the people from Sri Lanka, be it the people from Brazil, be it the people from Australia itself. I have seen people who are working uh, in the community organizations who are volunteering their time, their resources for for the betterment of Australia and for the betterment of the international community in Australia. So I would just say that please continue doing so. We are really, really happy to have such kind of people in our society.
0: Thank you so much, Devendra, for joining us on this episode and sharing your thoughts, feelings, advice, perspective. And um, from my end, I wish you all the best. And thanks for being there for this group of forgotten people at times. And I'm sure we'll all get through this quickly. Um, continue to share your uh, messages with the, with the community and with the government officials and looking forward to a very positive and a happy story at the end. Thank you. Thank you, Manoj. Thank you so much.